Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Madrigal at the Movies with Rob and Rob. I am one of your hosts, Peter Madrigal. Hey, guys, and I am Rob Federick, and my senses are tingling on this one today. <laughs> I'm Rob Schulte, and I went to the doctor. No. Uh, <laughs> I've lost that tingling sensation, Rob, so I'm glad one of the Robs still has it. Um, guys. We, Rob, was this your choice? This is your choice, right? This was my choice, and uh, we good choice. We, well, uh, yes, I'd like to pride myself on that one. We <laughs> talked about sequels done right the last episode. Yes, we did, and uh, one in particular came to mind, which I think is probably one of the all-time best sequels ever, uh, and probably one of the best superhero movies of all time. It is Spider-Man Two. Yes. Yes. Probably Sam one of my Raimi favorite, directed. Probably right? one of my favorite superhero movies of all time. I mean, I will say I, because I, you know, watching it today though, I will say a few things. Whoa, whoa, <laughs> whoa. <laughs> yeah. Well, guys, the other thing is probably rated with like The Dark Knight. Yeah, uh, and maybe I would say even Iron Man as a third kind of slot in there are like the to me those are like the greatest superhero movies of all time. Like Spider Man Two for me was like. I don't know about you guys. I saw it four times in the theaters. Well, first of all, Rob, I cannot wait for us to have to watch Dark Knight movies because I do believe you and I might fall on opposite teams. Wow. Uh, Interesting. Which is strange because I like this movie so much as well. You know, I I think I saw it three times. So you got me on that with four. But yeah. uh, yeah. Wait, wait, wait. So you're saying this is this is some sort of of uh there's a rating system, right? Like I Yeah. Yeah. This one is a wrap yourself in webs and hang upside down for like 5 hours if you haven't seen this movie because <laughs> I got to tell you man, look. I watched Spider-Man, the f- original Tobey Maguire live action Spider-Man like maybe a couple months ago and I was like, "Oh yeah, this brought back nostalgia." But it seemed kind of dated and I was like, "Yeah, you know, it was it was good, but like it it just you know it just doesn't have the punch that Spider-Man Two has. Yeah. Like Spider-Man Two has everything. It has drama. It has comedy. It's action. It's it's about choices. There's so much. There's so much richness. You lose to something when you have to tell an origin story. You know what I mean? You like do. as fun as an origin story is. Yes. When you already know it, you can skip it and get right to the fucking business. Exactly. Know? Yes. Get right yes. into what the character is going through, the hero is going through at that time. Yeah. So, so it is punchable. I mean, I, I would say, It's yeah, a punchable it's, face. It's, yeah, a, yeah you punch yourself face. in the face if you haven't seen this movie. I love this film. I will say, like, I I saw this movie twice in theaters. Okay. So it wasn't three, um, and it wasn't four. <laughs> it was twice. I loved this movie. Doc Ock was probably my favorite supervillain when I was a kid. Really? Yes. Ooh. Yes. Dr. Otto Octavius was- Oh, right? yes. And, and, and he was brought to life masterfully by Alfred Molina. I, I, I can't agree more loving with Loving this. Yeah. yeah. It, he, he is- You know what? This time running, when I saw it, um, obviously the nostalgia factor went through the roof and all that stuff, but I actually saw it with brand new eyes because the first time I had seen this movie, I was graduating high school. You know what I mean? Like oh. it was the summer of- what 2003 2004 so like i was i was like 
kind of in the teenager going into college, but now I'm like an adult and I'm looking at it and I'm just, wow, like there's so much that I didn't take away from this film on the first run. And I really appreciated Alfred Molina back then, but I really like him even more now, like as a villain, yeah. considering all the other movie villains that I'm seeing nowadays. Mm-hmm. Now, we'll have to like talk about that and compare it. Yeah. Yeah. And I have some thoughts. I think it's very meta, gentlemen, because it's relating this episode to this podcast with Alfred Molina, but I should probably fill in the audience if they haven't seen this movie. My mother shipped me a care package of uh, barbecue and VHS tape from Kansas City. And uh, nice. so I have my back Spider-Man 2 VHS yes. for the back of the box moment. Let's do <laughs> it. <laughs> oh, what's in the box? What's in the fucking box? Let me clean up these ribs. I got stains everywhere, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Side note, Kansas City Barbecue, best barbecue. Um, two years have passed, and the mild-mannered Peter Parker faces new challenges as he struggles to balance his life as the elusive superhero Spider-Man. Tormented by his secrets, Peter is in danger of losing all those that he holds dear. His love for MJ becomes stronger and his friendship with Harry Osborn is complicated by the young Osborn's bitterness over his father's death. These relationships are now in danger of unraveling when he confronts a new nemesis the brilliant Otto Octavius, who has been reincarnated as the multi-tentacled Doc Ock. Wow. Wow. (laughs) Guys, talking about the multi-tentacled Doc Ock, and we were talking about Alfred Molina, right? Let's, can I ask you a question? This movie is obviously directed Mm, by Sam Raimi, brilliant director. Mm -hmm. If you don't know who Sam Raimi is other than the Spider-Man movies, he's you know, it's fairly well known, I guess, for a little franchise called really? the what? Evil Dead franchise, oh, right? Oh, that's right. I'm kidding. Yeah, so, <laughs> you know, Sam Raimi in those movies has a particular style of directing. Mm-hmm. And I think that I remember when I first saw this movie, I actually didn't know that Sam Raimi was the director of the Evil Dead franchise. Like, I, I had seen them slightly. I, I just didn't make the association. And I remember seeing sure. the scene when they're in the hospital and they're going to try to cut the limbs off of it. It felt sort of like a horror movie. And I didn't... It looked let, like it. Let's just there say... There are a ton of things that jumped out to me now that I made that connection too, Rob. Right? Like, It screams able- Evil Dead. Dude, when okay, so that was one of the things I was gonna bring up. That that was total horror movie scene. You that that hospital scene completely right. right. When MJ and Peter are like in the coffee shop getting back together, um, the so it's the it's like my favorite scene in the movie. You know that he gets his senses back. The car gets right. thrown through the window. Right, you right. Know, slow motion. The wheel goes across his face. Which was and in like, the trailer, by the way. That was the I, original I, trailer. When I saw in, the trailer in theaters for that, I yep. knew I was like, oh, Spider Man. That that <laughs> is the one I saw in theaters as well, and I was just right. like, holy shit! I thought I was excited for the first one, you know. Right. Um, but when, like. How I remember it was different. I remember, yeah. okay, the car goes through the thing, Doc Ock, Doc Ock is there, and they go at it, right? Right, right? No, that's not what happens. He, you know, MJ goes off to the side, and then it's these like, junk, 
junk. Yeah. And it's shaking the camera. Yeah. And each time you hear that thud of an a uh, tentacle, it or does that? like the real quick it's a ECU. Punch in. Yeah. Yeah. It's a punch like in. the punch in. Yeah. And that is so Evil Dead, yep. so like 80s B movie to make yep. an effect because you don't have the money for the effect. Yep. That I was like, oh no, these techniques just fucking work. And Sam Raimi made it work. That yeah. was so rad. It's a it's a clear distinction of style. Like that's the thing. When you see these movies, I see a style that like this is a Sam Raimi movie you know what i mean like this is this is sam raimi's style this slapstick horror kind of comedy and that i remember watching that scene in the theater going like wait when did this turn into like a horror movie is what i thought in my brain but it's a small little nod and an easter egg to his career because it is kind of a creepy thing it's a great introduction to the villain there is a nice little easter egg with the chainsaw you know what i mean like Uh it's a little nod Uh to ash chalk class yeah well and all (laughs) that's no but not not that one not that's the spinning one at first it's when the one doctor gets knocked back and he pulls out a chainsaw that's a nod to ash and from the evil dead which by the way um uh, oh my god Bruce Campbell's in it for like yep. in every movie he does a cameo which is great I think that's that's magical and this one he's the annoying usher but that horror scene for the 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 hospital just was served as such a brilliant introduction to that villain wouldn't you think so Peter I don't know you tell me because you're this is your oh, villain. I know I, I I thought it was a perfect introduction but I mean like I do like the slapsticky horror stuff that that you know Sam Raimi. Sam Raimi was the perfect director for these films. Absolutely, right? I, I I prefer the Tobey Maguire Sam Raimi Spider Man movies because they're so much more memorable than the Amazing Spider Man. I never saw the. I mean, I saw the. They were. Okay. I ca- they can't were, remember anything okay. from that movie. Those two movies. Yeah. And then of to- of course the the new one with uh, what the. the Tom Holland kid, yeah. which are okay, you know they're they not had, bad. They're, they're just not a bad. different. They're Spider-Man. part of the Marvel universe. Exactly. Yeah, almost not, don't feel like movies. But it's right. not these movies. These movies are brilliant. I love the look of the of the entire film. Yeah. What do we have before this? X Men, right? Well, yeah, X Men Two, yeah, which is another one that's in there. They're yeah. great, but, it's but it's not, super dark, different style. Yeah, but they're know. not this. The Spider Man, yeah. this this trilogy to me. Even the third one, you know, yeah. as as campy as it is, yeah. which it could have been sure. better, you know, it, it was just rushed, man. I mean, I, I I won't take credit for this comment because I didn't say it. It was actually one of my old film instructors, uh, and he was so right on the money. When Spider Man Three came out, it was kind of a letdown for many reasons, and also just because I think the studio was really pressuring Raimi to get yeah. this out, and he the you studio know, said put Venom in, and then the movie doesn't work, and they blame Sam Raimi. Right, and and <laughs> yeah. it was just a a disaster of what not to do in a in a movie, especially when you had the highest grossing superhero film of all time for for its time. I mean, I could give you a, a storyline for the third one that would be awesome. First I, of all, well, John Jameson didn't wasn't in. The third one, Jonah John. Jameson. No, John Jameson. Oh, John. John, the son. Oh, that's right, the astronaut. The son. Yeah. So you got John Jameson, and you got young uh, Osborne, Harry, Harry Osborne. Yeah, you got two people that hate Peter Parker. Right. That's a that's that's interesting right there. Like John Jameson becomes a super many, villain. Totally, too many, too many villains. You but don't need Venom. The thing about it, though, going back to the look, right, is one the the quote that my instructor said. There's is like. Sam Raimi really encompassed, even though it was told in a modern setting, he encompassed the Spider-Man of the 60s, like the comic book, the original Spider-Man feel. Yeah. And you get that in the color palette of this one. You get that in the Mm -hmm. tone of this one. And, you know, they, they did a great job at balancing heart with action and just giving it to you in a great 
package. Like I, I, I see that now. You look at MJ's wardrobe in that car scene. She's totally sixties, guys. Like, like, yeah, think yeah. about it. You know, there's a lot there that reflects really good. Uh, sorry, really uh, uh, loyal, I guess, to the comic book. You know, well, and like a a, a fully thought out image for his films. You know, like totally. He he had the canvas was done. Now I think that like just a just a comment about Spider Man three because that's what everyone says. You know, the other day I saw something on Twitter where someone had a justification that I can totally buy for the like goofy dance scene. And I know we're talking Spider Man two, but we yeah, got. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. Well, I guess we have we'll to even be this. talking about this. Um, you never know. We might have to review Spider Man three one day. But go ahead. <laughs> you never. You you never know. Um, but they're like, no, Peter Parker is a dork. He is a nerd. Yeah. He is a geek. So when he gets this thing that's making him act more like a jerk, that is what he thinks cool dudes would do. Exactly. You know, like shoot yeah. finger guns, put that out, you know, yeah. dance in the street, wink at people. And it's like, oh, yeah, from this point of view of being like, yeah. I actually yeah. don't have social skills yeah. in yes. that sort of way. It made so much sense. Now, I want to ask you guys, though, because we kind of breezed over it a little bit. We saw the movie multiple times in theaters. We're yes. all fans. Yes. But, like, what was that initial impression? Because I think we all probably had a similar impression of Spider-Man, the first one, because it's like, oh, shit, we can make this happen. Right. But then it's like, for me, it's like, will Spider-Man 2 live up to it? And that trailer sold me. Yeah. And yeah. so like going into this, I was just as hype as Spider-Man 1. I wasn't used to sequels at this point. Right. How about you guys? Well, go ahead, Peter. Okay. Um, well, you know, I saw it. Um, <clears throat> I was already in college at that point in time when I saw it. And um, I was really hyped because I grew up on Marvel Comics. And for me, you know, it started off with Blade back in the uh, late 90s. Right. You know, Blade was one of my favorite Marvel totally. characters. Ah. Blade 2 was always one of Blade 2 is right up there with the Dark Knight and this one. Okay. <laughs> I love right. that movie. By the way, I have to have another note, sequel. <laughs> I reached out to Gabriel Beristein to see if he wants to be a guest on the show to talk a little bit about Blade 2. Oh, oh, that would be I think he's in Cuba right now or he somewhere gets else. Back, I want to talk Blade but 2. Wesley I, Snipes baby. We're saving yeah, Blade we 2 for that. Back. We got to bring him back. Uh, so but yeah, but this movie I saw when I was in college and um I had to go and see it a second time because I would like I said I was a big fan of Otto Octavius and you know the one thing that kind of that I was that stood out to me was like why did he make the arms AI but then it started I started figuring out that oh if he makes them AI and he gets uh, shocked by the sun that he created yeah. he will uh hit, the arms will continue working without his uh, mind in control you know right. mind in control yeah right but I loved it it was it was probably one of my yeah. favorite I mean, it's right up there with uh, Empire Strikes Back and so wow yeah that's, that's a good, good. point that's, yeah yeah. Well, I never got to see Empire Strikes Back in the theater, so uh, like uh, you know, you, you missed out. Yeah, I, I must have missed out. But uh, but here's the deal with Spider-Man Two for me, and why it holds such a special place in my heart. I was blown away by the first Spider-Man. I, I really, I I love the origin story. I was not expecting what I saw. You know, I had heard about James Cameron developing a Spider-Man movie with. Leo DiCaprio right after Titanic. And I thought that that's the movie they were going to make, let alone there's an irony there because Tobey Maguire happens to be Leonardo DiCaprio's best friend, right? Yeah. <laughs> so funny how that happened. 
But I remember being like, like you said, Rob, like, whoa, th- we can actually, they can actually make this movie. Like, this is impressive, right? And I this remember, isn't like the '70s TV show where it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was the suit in and of itself was like an impact. Yes. So I knew that going into this next one, I was like, well, you know, maybe if it doesn't live up to that, it'll still be great. I'm looking forward to it. I want to really. I remember being in that seat in the theater and getting chills and goosebumps just going like, this is the most amazing movie experience I've ever had. I remember looking at my sister who went with me, who doesn't really know too much about film, and she turned to me in that train sequence and said, oh, oh my God, these visual effects are amazing. And for her to say that, I was thinking that exact same thing as I was watching it. And it was just like, it was an experience. It was something that I had never really like expected. I think that my expectations were low going into it, and I, not low, but like just I don't know how you can top the first one. And they yeah, exactly. Totally yeah, did. Yeah, 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 they totally yeah. did. Well, I have some questions about some of the visual effects that maybe you guys can give me some pointers on. You especially, Rob. Um, but maybe well, we should take. What a about break you? What quick? about you? What do we do? Well, how was your expectation oh. going into it? Oh my! I was saying like uh, same thing. Yeah. I was a little bit low because I was so hyped after the first one. But once I saw that trailer in the theaters, right, right, like, right. Mm-hmm. It sold me. I was, I was there. You were, you were there. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, and then I saw it three times. <laughs> <laughs> I just couldn't say no to people when they're like, Hey, I haven't seen Spider-Man too. You want to come with me? I'm like, yeah, I'm going. Also <laughs> no cell phones, you know, yeah. why the hell not? Yeah, exactly. I was like, I'm down. <laughs> yeah. Uh, cool. Well, let's take a quick break and then let's talk some uh, CGI. We're back. It's Magic Girl at the Movies. Swinging around New York City. It's me, Rob Schulte. Peter Magical and Rob Federick over here too. Rob, I gotta talk CGI. Let's do it. Can I... Can I can Maybe. I hip you to? I just want to know what were your thoughts on both of you guys? What were your yeah. thoughts on the, the effects in this movie <laughs> go. versus the first one? So if you look at the first one, like like I said, I, I watched it recently and I remember, I you know, I love that movie. It was a nostalgic feeling, but I do remember looking at it going like, man, this feels a little dated now. You know what I mean? Like the, the action yeah. isn't yeah, yeah, quite yeah. as intense. I think we've the talked eff- about it on the pod too, haven't right. we? Right. Yeah. You just... It's it stills fun, but it jumps out. Right, it jumps out, and it and it kind of stung a little because back then I thought that was the most cutting edge visual effects I'd ever seen. <laughs> right, yeah. but yeah. you look at you know I watched it last night, and I was up till three in the morning watching it, and I remember going like, yeah, look, I can pick apart some of these visual effects, mm. but damn, do they hold up well? This is almost a twenty year old movie, guy. I mean, well, it's a 16, yeah. 17 year old movie. You know what I mean? Like, hey, that's almost twenty. Yeah, it holds holds up Uh, well. There's clear moments where you know that Otto is CG and it looks mm -hmm. a little like the Matrix, but... uh, They cut so much faster, though. It's like they knew that's the problem with that current day. That's what I feel like. And they did things. They did little tricks to obscure it. Like there's a lot of foreground elements that they put in. And they usually used it on wider shots. Yeah. Yeah. Because they wanted to kind of blend it in. But if you look at the behind the scenes, a lot of the times Alfred Molina's arms aren't CG. They were actually big, like kind of puppeted 
um, prosthetics that they put on him that were like on wires and they had puppeteers moving them so that at least you got the texture and the realism on any close up or medium shot on that. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? It was really impressive stuff. That is very cool. What about you, Peter? What were your thoughts? Well, um, (laughs) (laughs) you didn't look happy when I was explaining. No, I did. I did. I just, you know, there were some things that really, really stood out to me. Like you guys said, it looked very matrix, matrixy, matrix two E. Um, uh, but the, for me, what – and this is even back in the day when I first saw it in theaters on the big screen. Uh, that last shot, they swing it through the city. She, uh, you know, uh, oh, God. MJ yeah. was all like, go get him, Tiger. And then he's swinging through the city with the CGI fire trucks and the CGI helicopters. And I'm all like, <laughs> you couldn't get a helicopter just film in through the city and just like do a tracking shot like that? I'm Huh? Not New York. Really? It's very difficult yeah. to do that. But they did do uh, what they called the Spidey cam, where it was these, this camera that they would put on two wires and literally just drop it yeah. and get these POV shots so that they can then later CG uh, yeah. Toby going in there. I think they they changed it up a little bit with this one and they did an actual CG city to be able to get more dynamic camera yeah, angles. Okay. But the thing is, even for me, I don't know about you guys, but when I see Spider-Man swinging at the end of these movies, especially the first and the second one with the Danny Elfman soundtrack, which we got to talk about, I still get chills. I still want to be Spider-Man swinging through. Like I, I get yeah, no, amped. I, I agree with you. I think the Danny Elfman knocked this. These movies are for me. They're the quintessential Spider-Man's. You know, uh, Danny Elfman knocked it out of the park as far as the yeah. music goes. Yeah. But I mean, you know, like uh, th- there's some things that are CGI that I was like, ah, uh, you could spot it. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> when, yeah, when, but like and, we can spot it nowadays too. You know? Yeah, that's like, true. But my question was, and this is one of my critiques for the movie. Okay. When he's stealing from the bank, yes, they keep gold <laughs> coins in bags. What is this? The 1860s? 60s Spider-Man, the, man. Just comic Yeah, this is something out. I wanted to say. There are elements of this movie that are just so perfectly comic book. Yes. Right? And they're subtle. And it goes along with what you were saying, Rob, about 60s, you know, Spider-Man. Yeah. yeah. But like, there, there's a moment where it's like, I believe the Aunt May fight on the, the yeah. tower. Yeah. And like, Spider-Man, like, turns and hears him holding while he's holding Aunt May and like Otto says some line that's like, and you're never going to get her either, Spider-Man, you know? And it's like such a, like, you didn't even need to yell a thing. But it like does this quick like zoom cut and then ECU in on him. And it's like, oh, I'm just living this. But the moment I rewatch that scene, it's like that is exactly how a comic book panel would work, you know? Yes. Oh. It was so a, funny. I and gold coins and silliness like that. All right. <laughs> I got a question because it falls into this, right? Where I, I don't understand this part of the movie. And this is one of my big critiques watching it now because I'm like, wait a minute. This is a problem. Guys, Otto Octavius is a human with oh, here we go. With, with limbs that are robotic, right? Yes. <laughs> and the limbs are very strong and stuff like that. But he's still fucking human, guys. So I need to understand how Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man, who can lift up and stop a train, doesn't sock this guy and like literally put him in a coma instantly from one knockout punch. Thank you. Know you. I mean? like, yes. If Green Goblin's fine because the Green Goblin was serumly enhanced. You yeah. know what I mean? But like. Otto would have taken one slug from this punch and this guy would have been dead. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Let me ask you this. Did Peter Parker ever punch him? 
This is yes. what I say yeah. before I go on stage. Peter okay. Parker ever punched Otto Octavius? Well, yeah, you're saying like, did uh, he hold him, back? Th- punched him, kicked him. Oh, yeah, that's true. Like, that's what I'm saying. Uh, like, would he hold back because he did respect him at some point? Or at least Peter Parker's not going to kill him, you yeah. know? Yeah, but what? So, well, then, okay, but so you would my- think you, he would knock him out. I'm just, I'm just like in my own head right now of like, did Peter ever actually was he ever ever actually able to land a punch yeah, on yeah, him or did the yeah what I'm what I'm saying is I'm in my own head like yeah. or did the like arms bat it away or like diminish no, a couple those of times punches no, he knocks him. yeah he hits him yeah in the he face. hits him in the face a couple of times in yeah. that tower scene with 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 Aunt May like he like there's a part where he literally like. Throws one punch, the arm goes, and then he does another one where he hits him, and you see Otto's head go slinging back. And I'm like, how did he just not break yeah. his neck with that hit? You know what I mean? Like, he's well, so yeah. strong, you know? <laughs> well, you would think then, because, okay, let's put the blanket rule down that he's not going to break his neck, and he's not going to fucking kill him. Right, but, like, right. yeah, wouldn't it be really easy to just knock him out? Knock him out? Yeah. Yeah, like, you, it would be funny if it was, like, a sock, and then he'd be, like, out, and then the arms are at least still fighting. Like, that yeah, would have been yeah. a Yeah, like, give us something like that. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Then he has to come back with, like, a freaking helmet, you know, and then his costume upgrade. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, the other thing that I wanted to ask you guys, which is a little bit of a leap, but we're talking about Aunt May. Does Aunt May know that... Peter is Spider-Man no. when she has that conversation uh, when she's moving out of the house. Yes. You believe she does. And Peter Eric says no. he, she doesn't. So uh, a couple of things it's in ambiguous. the context of the scene. It's ambiguous. He, uh, Spider-Man. That's told- why it works, baby. Exactly. <laughs> but Peter's told Aunt May at this point that he's responsible for Uncle Ben's death because he could have stopped the guy that shot him and he didn't. And Aunt May is very disturbed. And she's just like trying to have this conversation with him. And the little kid, I forget what his name is, uh, says, you take the pictures of Spider-Man. When is he coming back? And like, what happened to him? And Toby's like, he quit. Uh, And Aunt May's like, yeah, that's right. We don't see his picture in the paper anymore. But it's almost like elusive to be like, hey, where have you gone? Like, what's going on here? Like, it just seemed to me, even as ambiguous as it is, that she's like, I kind of. I think that's what they wanted us to. I think that's what they were trying to get at. But they pulled it back in Spider-Man 3, just so you know. Yeah. <sighs> but that is a later decision, not me. That's true. true. That's true. true. But, but if the decision is made later, then that means that that's what they want it to be in the previous iteration. See, in the new ones, Aunt May knows that Spider- Peter's yeah. Spider-Man. She's it's also a- like 30 years younger than that's this Aunt May. You know what I mean? <laughs> but uh, the other thing I liked, I mean, I personally believe that she does know. You know what I mean? I kind of disassociate spider-man 3 a little bit from from the first two because i just there it was just kind of not as connected okay but here's I do the believe thing she- i think spider-man 2 could have been a standalone spider-man movie oh yeah and have been just fine yeah like mm-hmm. i it doesn't need anything else like you could throw that movie on and just the peter i can't believe you haven't even brought it up yet just the opening credits tell right. you everything you need to know that happened uh, leading up to this movie. Which, by the way, let's talk about opening credit sequences and the power of a well-done opening credit yes. sequence. That's the power of a well-done opening credit sequence. <laughs> but it does. It, it spells out the tone, the theme, the colors, everything. And it does a really good recap for you. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it dives right in the same way that the first film did with like this. I mean, they do it with a close up of Mary Jane, but like. How does it doesn't the first one also start with something like that, like a face or something like uh, and like, yeah, I believe so. And it's like, like a, this, the, it's a, the, the story about piece, a girl. I yeah. Yeah. So um, I just thought it was really cool. Also, guys, I, I love to touch on Sam Raimi uh, very clearly states that this movie is about choices. The theme is about choices. Did you guys get that from this viewing? Um, yes, um, I did. Um I think it's honestly laid on a little thick. That's <laughs> um, probably why I asked the question. Yeah, but it's fine. I mean, like, it doesn't. It's just. It's a Sam Raimi Spider-Man movie. There right. doesn't have to be like huge deep things to it. But I love that people can pull whatever the hell they want out of something that's made well. You know, mm-hmm. like The Shining. You know. Sometimes oh, yeah. a can of beans is just a can of beans. That's ve- you know what? That's very true. But what I liked about this in, in particular about the choices, and I think that's why I kind of cringed a little bit more watching it this time around, is that <laughs> I relate to Peter in the sense that like they did something really right, which is put your hero in an uncomfortable situation. Like give him challenges, give him obstacles. Like Spider-Man is Spider-Man and he can do wonders, but like Peter Parker's life is being affected because of this in every aspect of it in the most relatable way. Like he's just trying to get his life in order. And for all of us who are adulting nowadays, like that's a very real thing. And maybe when I was a teenager, I didn't quite get that. But now I'm kind of like, man, that would be a real struggle for me. Like if I if you had to be Spider-Man and also try to keep your life going, I thought that was a brilliant thing. Would you have given up being Spider-Man? No, I would no. have uh, picked and choose, <laughs> cho- chose when I'm Spider-Man and when I'm not Spider-Man. You know what I mean? <laughs> but it would have been a heavy secret to carry. It's like, hey, guys, guess what? I'm Spider-Man. Yeah, right. <laughs> You're like, oh, Seriously, yeah, you got me. I'm not. Uh, pick buttons and choose. up shirt. Huh? I said you'd, yeah, okay, I'm not. And you button up your shirt again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. would, you, um, would you have given it up, Rob? No, I don't think I would. And I think that like, I think that in this movie, uh, Spider-Man, Peter Parker didn't want to give it up. You think? Like what happened was is that his subconscious, yeah, you know, you, you know, we know his subconscious like made him psych himself out of having his powers, right? Uh. Which is like his subconscious telling him like, so if you chose to not be Spider-Man, right, this is what your days would be like. You would be choosing not to help this crime you'd be choosing not to this and then when we get to the fiery building he's like oh i got it okay you know does yeah. he choose or can he d- not have his powers i don't care well there was a story his, like his con- his brain psyched him out of it and my theory is because he always was like god what if i'm not spider-man what if i'm not spider-man but he could never bring himself to not be spider-man uh-huh. so his brain was like you're so fucking stressed yeah we are turning that off like the way i don't know about you guys but sometimes in my past i've stressed myself out so much that i got like an extreme stomach ache you know right, what i mean right i'm I equating it to that yeah you, know? you can do that but there's a great scene there where he's talking to uncle ben kind of in his mind in this like meta universe like heaven type of car situation like where he left him before yeah and you know 
it's like it's like the struggle of his conscience, really, where it's like Uncle Ben is like the guy saying, you know, you've been given this gift. You got to take this responsibility, even if it comes with hardships, because, you know, you're destined to be this hero that we need. And it's not an easy road, but you got to do it. And Peter's kind of like, going like, well, I don't want to do it anymore. Like, I need my own life. Like, I love Mary Jane. So, like, so it is ultimately a choice where he decides I'm Spider-Man no more. Sure. After the doctor basically tells him, hey, listen, you have an identity issue, you know. Um, but- well, that's the thing, though. But his body started shutting down, which yes, allowed correct. him to say, oh, yes. well, then never mind. I give it up. I can shut yeah. it off. That's yeah. why he was able to survive that fall off the uh, off the rooftop yeah. when he was trying to get his powers back. I'm back. I'm back. Because oh, they're still hilarious. there. They just psyched him out, you know. Guys. You know- I cracked up heavily in that car fall. Like when he falls and just <laughs> whacks his freaking back and he's like, oh, my back. Like I laughed out loud at three in the morning. You know that I, that was like a that was like a meta thing, right? <laughs> really? Yeah. So um, he didn't really want to. Toby didn't want to come back for Spider-Man to really more <laughs> money and all that. He, so he claimed that his, but he was still contracting. So he claimed his back was injured. Right. Really? And then they were playing on replacing him with Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh, God, no. Yeah. Oh, oh God, no. Oh, God. <laughs> Which no. ironically, he plays a villain in the new Spider-Man Mysterio. Movies. Yeah, which he does yes. a good job. Yeah, he goes, um, but, but yeah, so that's why they did that. It's like, my back, my back. Yeah. That's really funny. Yeah. It's um, hilarious. But, you know, going into that reflection of the giving up the power and stuff like that, right? Like, what I loved about this movie too in particular is that you get the very human side of Spider-Man and that a lot of people actually discover who he is. And that train sequence when he's got his mask off and stuff and you see him Kind of like, you know, it's kind of like peeking behind the curtain, right? Because you actually see his facial expressions and stuff like that as he's doing stuff. And he faints and all these people are looking at him and they're like, they're like, wow, he's just a kid. Like, I get chills thinking about it right now. Like, I got goosebumps. Yeah, because but they they're f- not going to be able to identify him because, uh, you know, there's no social media back Well, then. and they well, wouldn't not anyway. about that. It's more so that people have learned that this guy's a human and I kind of related and I'm like, wow, like what if you yeah, were no Spider-Man? One actually knows who's what Spider-Man is. Right, right. Uh-huh. And imagine if you were and it's like, wow, yeah, like it is this kid, this dude taking on this massive responsibility of, of being this superhero and uh-huh. they all want to defend him. I thought it was just one of the most heartwarming scenes in that movie. There's a lot of them, but this one was one of my favorites. So. Well, and it's not as bad as in Spider-Man 1 where it like <laughs> came out immediately got delayed because of 9-11 and then everyone's like you mess yeah. with New York you mess with me buddy you know yeah. when it's like, oh God. it was like what that should have been which yeah. is why I'm glad it was in here what's your favorite moment in this Rob um God I even though there are some matrixy elements to it um <laughs> I love that fight with Aunt May on the Chrysler building I believe so it's the Chrysler building yeah um might be the Empire State Building, but uh, yeah, they. It, it's just so. It's so well paced, and I can, I can forgive some of the Agent Smithiness of it because, right. like, they cut faster. The problem with Spider-Man One when he first tests out his powers, that scene is amazing because it's like the camera now how it's like uh, uh deep. DP'd is perfect, but mm-hmm. it's PlayStation graphics Spider-Man crawling on the wall. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Matrix PlayStation graphics, and, and and these are these long takes. Yeah, but in this scene, they know okay, well we can use practical stuff here, but we have to use CGI here, and that'll be a half second. You know, yeah, right? And I think that saved it. But everything from 
Aunt May having to fall every two seconds to like the little yeah. bits of. I love it when they do Spider-Man's webbing that's more than just swinging. So yeah. when he can shoot like the little balls and it like sticks to his face, right. you gotcha. know, or yeah. he can make an actual web and save someone in it. Love right. that stuff. So that and the subway scene. Not exactly yeah. sure which subway that well, was that he was I on. But. I don't think that train actually exists anywhere in New York City. <laughs> yeah, I, it I runs was going to say. into the water. Uh, <laughs> yeah. um, not, but- not quite sure which one that is but uh yeah it was yeah. going to brooklyn i i saw a sign that said yeah. that it there you point. go that's cool um <laughs> but yeah you're right rob the level of filmmaking in this movie is just unparalleled for the time you know what i mean they i, I will say very very confidently that i think these movies pave the way for what marvel is doing now like if it wasn't for the oh, spider-man yeah. 2s the x-men 2 or the dark knights or whatever like Marvel wouldn't be what it is right now. No. I don't I don't believe I really firmly believe that because these guys were the ones that did it first. Like Spider-Man 2 was one of a kind. Uh and you you know people can be like, "Oh, but that's just another superhero movie." I was like, "No, it was the superhero movie of its time." Uh it, it, like yeah. X-Men well, X-Men like unlocked the door but Spider-Man kicked it open. Oh hell yeah. Well, I mean this this movie like it has like such a brilliant cast, you know. Except that's except for maybe That's a really great point. Except for maybe Kirsten Dunst. I am not the biggest Kirsten Dunst No, I Dunst think she fan. was. I, I mean, you can I not like be fan, but I think she did the role yes. very well. Actually, she was maybe not my favorite MJ. I mean, all my yeah. favorite scenes are with J.J.J. Jonah Jameson. I mean, that guy, <laughs> he steals it. I mean, he just... He's back. Yeah, he's back as J. Jonah Jameson <laughs> in some kind well, of... Well, that is something we should... Like, that's interesting because the new movie is... It's going to be very like I hear I'm hearing stories about that. And now we'll we'll yeah. we'll get back to that because it's okay. it's bringing a bringing an interesting face to it. But I also like the raindrops keep falling on my head. Hey, it's a corny <laughs> sequence. Yeah. I know. I love out of all the action sequences, that's my favorite sequence right there in that movie. That's my favorite moment because he's finally like kind of just Bliss. <sighs> stress yeah. is over. It's yeah. gone. Thank Jesus. You he know eats the I mean? hot dog as the police go by. Dog. It's like, yeah. Ah, yeah. you know what? Whatever. Um, but they're bringing back Alfred Molina. I, I hear rumors that they're bringing back Alfred Molina because he, when he, at the end of the movie, he, it's open ended whether he dies or not. I, I mean, guess. I have a vision. Well, where but they, also, these are bigger questions about like being brought back because, yeah. They've already signed on, like, I think all of the Spider-Mans into right. the new Spider-Man movie. So, it I could mean, be like, a potential new multiverse Spider-Man. Spider but Spider-Man's six. always had multiverse stuff. Exactly. Right. Since, like, the 80s comics, right. I think. Right, right. But you're going to have the Sinister Six. You know, you already got the Vulture. You already got, like, a bunch of, you know, I think they're going to go find this. Morpheus. Old, yeah, Morpheus. Morpheus. You're gonna. They're gonna go look for this old, uh, old Doc Ock. You know, living by himself, kind of like thinking about his life. You know, with his arms. Interesting. And shit. That's gonna be interesting. Um, <laughs> guys, the other thing I want to bring up about this movie, also, and and you can tell this is why it's such a pop culture phenomenon, is like how many memes have we seen <laughs> from this? this in <laughs> fact, we were talking J, about that. Jay Jonah Jameson's face when he asks him for uh, the money up front. Could you pay me in advance? <laughs> that yep. is a memeable face right we also have the iconic you know 
when he falls off the first time when his powers aren't working and he looks at both of his hands, you know what I mean? Like we use that uh-huh. as a lot of memes where it's like somebody's transformed into, you know, like he got bit, turns into Spider-Man. Uh, you got bit by a cow and then it's all of a sudden cow man or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. But there's a t- there's so many moments that I forgot about this movie that are memed <laughs> nowadays. Um, Very good point. There's, it's, it's the sort of thing with like a lot of times when you get trilogies where what do you remember most? And sometimes it's usually one movie over the three. And I think it might be this one. I this mean, one. weird things that people don't like about part three aside. Um, I think most of the memes, memories and whatnot, the important fun stuff. No, yes. no, 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 no. There's a lot of memes from the second one and the third one. This okay. is the second one. No, no, the third one has, <laughs> the third one has, it's all, have you not seen the, the on, on YouTube, the bully Spider-Man's? You know, I mean, no, I know that. Yeah, I, I'm the, the, just the, saying the most mean. <laughs> but this is the yeah, you're right. The second most mean would be the third one. But this is the most mean one with the train where he's trying to try yeah, the, the, the his train. face. Oh, yeah. His face. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. The crying Uncle Ben from the first one. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, good point. Good point. Right. Um, when they're carrying him in the train. Yeah, oh, that's, yeah, uh, that's, <laughs> that's I see that. That's what I'm saying. Like, I picked out way more memes, but it's so funny. Right, guys, because this is an this is something where I think our generation you know, we grew up watching this movie. The the generation that's memeing necessarily didn't probably see this movie in theaters, but like that's that's kind of the test that's to me. That's why. Yeah. That's kind of like it, it it's a badge of honor that a movie can hold a testament of time if it yeah. gets memed that way. That's my opinion on it. Oh, I You know what? Mine too. <laughs> I think that no, I think that the there's been some people that have watched this and been like, "Oh, those are the best moments for Mimi." <laughs> I bet. You know? I bet. Seriously. Uh, you know what? This is the best moment for our last break of the show. Uh, We're going to come back with more Spider Man talk right after this. All right. We're back. Match Girl at the movies. Rob and Rob, Spider Man 2. Guys. I'm not going to close the show yet because I want to talk more about Spider-Man. I definitely want to talk more about Spider-Man. Have Real quick question. Have you guys, because I I feel like we were leading up to this like Spider-Verse discussion and I think Spider-Man 2 is going to be a really big part of that. Um, But have you guys seen Into the Spider-Verse or played Miles Morales or the other Spider-Man game or... uh, I have definitely seen Into the Spider Verse, and I have a lot to say about that film. It might have okay. to be. We'd have to do. Yeah, we have. Maybe to, that. That's another episode. Yeah. All I want to say, big umbrella statement, is that if all of these characters entered into another Spider-Man world with every other Spider-Man character, I don't think that's too much Spider-Man. Someone might say it's too much Spider-Man. I don't think it's too much Spider-Man. <laughs> I I think, look, guys, bottom line, I actually loved Into the Spider-Verse. I thought it was amazing. Same. I thought it was amazing. I thought it was one of the best animated movies I've ever seen. Same here. But, uh, and I will say, like, I do enjoy the Tom Holland Spider-Man uh, movies. Same. I, I really think that they've yeah. done something great. I think that the fact that he looks younger and stuff like that makes it, grounds it more into the teenager thing. I feel like Toby was a great Spider-Man, but he was slightly always look older looking to me. It he was just a Spider-Man. different like era of Spider-Man. We're all so used to high school Spider-Man. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So like for me, but Toby's my Spider-Man because that's the first one I had. But I would love to see a movie with all of them and it have this have it be this pop culture meta movie 
yeah. about Spider-Man because let's face it, guys, probably the most beloved superhero in America. Superman? I don't know. Now. Yeah, it's Superman, it's, it's he was the first superhero out of the most thought bubbles. So kids connected to it because he thought what they thought. Oh, and he was yeah. a teenager, which is yeah. which was the impressive yeah. thing. Which Stanley, but I like I, at one point I think that like Spider Man when these movies came out surpassed Superman in popularity. <laughs> I think so too because I Superman so too. is just so invincible. Peter. I'm so sorry. How are you feeling in this moment? <laughs> well, you know what, Superman Two is off crying in a corner somewhere because of Spider Man. Too. <laughs> now, um, I had a question you for like each of you guys. <laughs> um, organic webbing or mechanical webbing? Oh, dude. Oh, I'm God. so glad you brought that up. I was going to eventually say about that. That's amazing. Yeah. We're connected with the web. Yes. That's why it's magical to movie with Rob. And that's me saying Rob twice at the exact same well, time. Rob and Rob. We, you know, yeah. Two Who's Robs like, make, Rob, don't Rob. make a right. No, I'm just kidding. No, they just make really good podcast talk about organic webbing or mechanical webbing. I do um, think that it's it's hard. Yeah, it's hard to believe that a teenager would come up with some sort of new adhesive. But uh, also amazing, hard yeah. to believe that a radioactive spider would turn a kid into a spider man. Um, yeah, we are talking about something ridiculous, like uh, a and he's super smart. He's a scientist. I liked in the like reboots of some comics, it was a formula his dad had almost come up with right. that he solved, right. and I was like, "There, I can, I can live with that." You can, you can close um, that gap, but um, yeah, I, I think they could have easily done that, and they made it organic in this movie, which yes. just felt a little bit more weird to me. Um, so definitely when I watch it, I ask the question like, well, you know, how does this body produce this much webbing? You know what I mean? Like, like what does he have to eat for that to happen? You know, but I actually am one of the people like, look, I, I don't mind it either way. But when I saw sure. the movies initially and I remember like, well, but he doesn't, he's supposed to have a web shoot. He's supposed to make it. I'm like, I kind of like the idea that it was a power that was bestowed upon it. Because it was like, yeah, look, he could be super strong. He'd walk on walls and have spider sense. But why wouldn't he have the webs? And I remember hearing Sam Raimi talk about that where he was like, I just wanted it to – like my version of Spider-Man, he's like, I believe that this guy would have it. And it would just simplify the suspension of disbelief in that sense. Right? Oh, you know this. Totally. Gonna, if, if this, if this <clears throat> movie, the Spider-Verse, the action-packed Spider-Verse happens, yeah. you know that's going to be – Andrew Garfield Spider-Man is going to be like, dude, that's gross. Yeah. Something yeah. like that. Yeah. Someone's going to say something. Oh, yeah. It's like, why are you guys using web shooters? I just got it coming out of my wrist. It's like, what? I that's can't disgusting. wait for that moment to feel like, ooh, what middle school <laughs> was like for this guy. Yeah. But I like the idea because even if it might be a little gross for some people, like I feel like that's Sam Raimi though. He likes a little bit sure. of the gross. He likes a little bit of the... The, the 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 quackiness. This was and- his Necronomicon of this movie. Yeah, yeah. But I like it. I personally like it. I like the idea that it is a it is part of his powers per se. It makes yeah. more sense to me in general. It doesn't take you out of it. Correct. Yeah. Same. Okay. Same. I mean, Peter, I'll, I'll do you take- have a do you favor one over the other? I'll take that. I like the mechanical web shooters. Okay. I'm not. Uh, I'm not a fan of the the organic. That's just like. <laughs> <laughs> what you know, I will you- say, you get out of organic web shooters is the classic Spider-Man thing of I'm falling. I ran out of webbing. I got all. Oh, yeah, where's my exactly. web shooter? You know. 
Yeah. Intense. With moment. this one, it's more like, oh, he just lost it because he didn't eat enough tacos or something. <laughs> 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 That's no, what pizza. I mean, pizza. Pizza. We went from Hot one week talking Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, <laughs> eating pizza, to another pizza-related movie. What What mm-hmm. do you have to consume to create more webbing? Bugs. Well, guys, I think we all know that answer, and it's pineapple. Now to get to fan mail. <laughs> <laughs> guys this has been a great episode should we do some uh takeaways right now um absolutely yes absolutely uh rob you're gonna go last because you chose this one well, thank you, um i'm so sorry i i hate to be the the no, dictator no. of the podcast today i love um, peter what's your takeaway my takeaway on this uh latest viewing you know and i've seen this movie multiple times it was one of my it was probably my favorite superhero movie you know of the last you know until the dark night um mm. my takeaway was a number one it's a brilliantly uh, it's a beautifully shot movie i loved the the composition the cinematography the whole film it, it's it's a uh, perfect hollywood and with a sprinkling of a little bit of horror here and there you know the sam yeah. raimi qualities um i think that uh i i really love the fact that it's like a journey for the it, it concentrates on the hero as much as of course it concentrates on the villain but some some of these movies they can get convoluted to just concentrate on the villains and make the villains the stars of the movie which we saw in the old batman movies and you know I think that it was it was a perfect balance, you know, and, and you know, of course, you, you had the regular trope of Dr. Otto, Otto Octavius. It's, it's kind of ridiculous. It's like yeah. just like J, J. Jonah Jameson says in the movie, a guy named Otto Octavius gets eight arms. What What's the chances? Right. I love it. <laughs> but yeah. But, you know, his is kind of like straightforward cut, you know, cut and dry. Oh, I, I messed up. I got to do it again. No one's going to stop me. All right. But on the other side, you have this love story between a, a guy who really likes a girl and the girl who really likes the guy, but none of them can come to terms with that, you know? And every uh-huh. time one of them puts themselves out there, the other one shrinks and then vice versa. Real, real quick, before we continue the takeaways, what was your uh, story arc for Spider-Man 3? I'm, I'm still curious to hear. Ooh, yeah. We'll have to wait till we review Spider-Man 3. Oh, oh wow. you're going to do it like that. All right. Suspension all right, all right, of disbelief, right. guys. Wow. Peter leaving us with blue webs. Uh, <laughs> my big takeaway on this movie is that comic book movies, there is a balance between over-the-top action uh, galore, essentially endgame, right? right? There's a difference between endgame or even... Overrated. <clears throat> the, the Dark Knight Rises overrated. Um, oh, I agree with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I think yeah. we all agree. We've all talked about that one. I'm just saying, like, there are these movies that are, like just go so far and beyond in a superhero movie where you kind of have to take a step back and you go, like, what the fuck are we doing? Right. You know, <laughs> like, and then you look at a movie like Spider-Man 2 directed by Sam Raimi and you're like, that's it. Nope. This is the perfect blend of comic book slapstickiness of yeah. the funny pages and an adventure film yeah. you know like we're not talking ghost world here right yeah great film great graphic novel not spider-man you right. know like it's a different yeah. type of comic book movie like and it it and this should be the like 
anchor point or whatever you say of what you match your movie to. Like, okay, so we want to do it in the way they did this, but for our own story. And if they could just bring Sam Raimi onto every superhero film, I would be happy. <laughs> It'd be an interesting take to see Sam Raimi's Marvel Cinematic Universe. That'd be really interesting. You know, it'd be yeah. better. Christopher Nolan's yeah. Cinematic Universe, Marvel Cinematic <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, for me, my biggest takeaways uh, for Spider-Man 2 is that, again, it's a sequel done right. Uh, Rob, I, I completely agree with what you just said about the balance. Like, it, 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 It's a movie that doesn't take itself too seriously, but yet is thrillingly fun um it's got a lot of great thematic elements the cast really bring it together it's got a lot of heart and humanity to it because it's not just you know we're not doing action for the sake of action like there's real choice behind it and all what i also love about the movie and we didn't really touch about is that you know this isn't a movie about saving the world all the time and the rest of humanity <laughs> this is so simple guys like is like a dude that was going to blow up half of new york that's that a big that's a big enough stake such a he, good point how did he such get clearance from the government to do that in in, in experiment how, who oscorp they have oscorp, oscorp government bills. contracts but there's a lot of thematical issues. But like what I loved about the movie is that if you really find out what the struggles and the conflicts are, it's human connections between each other. Mm-hmm. Like it's not a bit Spider-Man isn't there to save the entire universe or entire world or whatever. Like he's just like, dude, I got to stop this guy from blowing up half of yeah. New York. I'm conflicted because I used to respect him. I want to have a life of my own with a girl that I love, but I can't tell her I love her because I'm Spider-Man and all this, all this conflict that goes on. And the whole time, it's a huge movie. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't yeah. have to be Endgame and the big spectacle for you to get an amazing adventure, as you said, Rob. So that's my biggest takeaway. I love this movie. One of my all-time favorite superhero movies of all time. Uh, and uh, I'm so glad it still holds up today because I just love it. Absolutely. We are. I'm so glad you brought it to the table. This was a lot of fun, guys. Um, right now, it's really crucial for us to get five star ratings and reviews on Apple Podcasts. We just joined the Heavy Metal Network. We're just trying to rise in the algorithm. Uh, when you do that for this podcast, it also helps out other podcasts that we're affiliated with. So, you like this show? It'd be definitely helping us out. It'd be helping our friends out. And you know what, guys? I think our listeners are pretty kick ass yes, about doing are. this type of they thing. They are. So. And- it goes without saying, guys, that your support with the five-star ratings definitely help us to continue to bring more episodes to you guys. If you guys enjoy the nostalgia, it doesn't really take a lot of effort. It's just kind of a nod back to us so we can give you guys more great content. So, uh, as always, we appreciate anything that you guys help us out with. Uh, that's it for this week. Rob, great choice. Spider-Man 2. Peter, I'm sorry that it might have kicked Superman 2 out of the top position, but yeah. we'll find out. Yeah. Yeah, you know, we might have to save that for Spider-Man 3. (laughs) Oh, wow. Good point. Good point. Well, (laughs) Rob, you want to take us home since it was your choice? Yes. Well, guys, let's go jump up on the top of the Chrysler building and uh, get prepared to swing away for Rob Schulte and Peter Madrigal. I am Rob Federick. This has been Madrigal at the movie Spider-Man 2. Catch you guys next week. Thank you very much. Woohoo! Woo! Thwip! Madrigal at the Movies with Rob and Rob is hosted by Peter Madrigal, Rob Federick, and Rob Schulte. The podcast is edited by me, Chris Tyler, and produced by Rob Schulte. If you're looking to support this podcast, 
check out the merch link in the show notes or just leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. If you have any suggestions for a movie you'd like us to cover, you can reach out to me on Twitter at Christos Tyler or to Rob at Rob K. Schulte. Thanks, and we'll see you again next week. Shit.